podcast that discusses storytelling from all angles to help you and us answer the call when the muse screams, tell the damn story. We'll be exploring the challenges of being creative in fiction, illustration, comics, film, and nonfiction. Ho, ho, ho. Tis the season to say hello to the one and only, the legendary, the epic Alex Simmons right here on Tell the Damn Story. What's up, Alex? Yes. Hey, hey, hello to you. Ho, ho, ho to you. Merry Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, because I always like to cover those bases. You know, if they ever come up with another holiday for this time of the year, I'm, I'm stuck. But... It's great to hang out with you once again, the dynamic, effervescent, bubbly, creative, and, and somewhat well-chiseled well featured Christopher Ryan. How are well, you, sir? Well, thank you. Thank yeah, you look at the distinguished, the distinguished. That's right. Yeah, yeah, I am distinguished. Go. My yeah. wife keeps telling me that as more and more hair falls out of the top of my head, she's, <laughs> you look distinguished. <laughs> I, was like, I said, I look like my own grandfather. What are you talking yeah. about? Hey, well, at least you know you are part of that family. You know? yeah, yes. Oh, wow, wow. It's good, to, good to be here with you. This is, I oh, believe, episode 240, man. Do you believe and, that? And, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Two, 240 episodes is pretty amazing. Yep. And for and those of you... And we have run out of things to talk about. <laughs> we haven't yet, which is it's just indicative of who we are as human beings. Um yeah. Just for those of you who may have come in saying, oh, what's this latest episode in the Alex and Chris Film School? We're taking a holiday break so we can do some holiday theme type stuff. And uh, we'll, we have a couple couple more episodes for that come uh, uh, the new year. Right, Alex? Yep, 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 yep. All yep. right, then. We have another episode this 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 month, and then we have a great, you know, welcoming the new year episode in January. So believe me, there's much more to look forward to. Thank you, Stanley. Like that. Yes, right. Um, okay. Well, well, we might slightly adjust that once we get off the air and now it's not talk. <laughs> I had a completely different uh, impression, but okay. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> this is I what happens this, when you wing it. Right. I thought this episode here was going to be our review of 2022. It is. And our New Year's was going to be the next one. Well, it is kind of. See, told you. There you go. All right, another holiday gift for you. All right, I'm glad you that's tuned in. Behind the scenes work. See how how clever and well worked, well worked out curtain. we have things. So this episode, this episode, we will be reviewing the year as we experienced it, uh, talking about a few of the people that have been here, as well as some of the things that we have been up to, um, successfully or otherwise. And uh-huh. most assuredly, uh, what we have to look forward to, right? Is that what we uh, have? Well, let's save what we have to look forward to the next episode, because we should do all 2023 in one. Well, one. then, heck. Unless you want to combine it all, and then if I don't know what the, the hell's way you want to do this, Christmas. then go for it. Actually, let's let's start off with what, what have you? What are your views of 2022? What did you accomplish? What do you feel good about? What do you feel about, you know? Well, 2022... Uh, I went into 2022 with a couple of very clear goals. 2021, um, I was surprisingly sick. Uh, I had an ulcer and just generally run down. So most of the time was spent uh, recovering from that and figuring out what the hell. And I, you know, I turned 60 in 2022, <laughs> early in 2022. And ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who haven't achieved this yet, 
60 is a really weird birthday. It's a really weird year because 59, you can still lie to yourself that oh, I'm barely in my 50s. Yeah. 60, it's it just subtly says <clears throat> the exit <laughs> is near. <laughs> Depending and you start on finding you yourself to leave. like dragging yeah. your feet, like whoa, 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 no, no. no. <laughs> well, the other thing so, you find difficult is believing that you've been around that long. <laughs> well, you know, true, and um, you know when when favorite albums have their fiftieth anniversary, that you know, that's that is just a bummer. <laughs> and um, a lot of people that we grew up saying, "Wow, they're great," they're gone now this mm -hmm. year. You know, mm -hmm. so. It was really a year of um, uh, assessment, and I and I decided I was going to do uh, one major project, and that was to assess, to um, look around and see how I was doing things and how other people were doing things. What I believed in as far as uh, the work and how to do it and how to pr proceed, and what I thought I could improve um, and, and some things that I thought, okay, it's time to put those away. Like, you know, um, I won't ever be a, an American rock icon. <laughs> so, you know, things like that got put away and it helped me uh, focus um, on, all right, what can I still do? What can I still manage? And I will tell you that um, trying to transition, which this year I've officially begun to, uh, well, I've, I've cemented my tra uh, tra transformation from pure indie to hyphenate, you know, uh, with four official traditional public, uh, published, uh, published works this year um and more things sent out and etc so those are things i wanted up oh, i lost your voice i can't hear you i muted myself because the hounds of the baskerville were barking ah, in the background okay. there that's i was right. saying that we'll come back to that yeah later because I right to but but the idea was to say okay i can do these things and i honestly i did struggle with it because well you're 60 is it too late and thank God for certain people and certain articles I read and certain things that, you know, in the trades that, oh, wow, these, this person got her first uh, published contract. And there's that at, you know, somewhere in the vicinity of my age. Mm -hmm. Some were younger, but some were older. So it's like, okay, all right, you know, and. Um, well, isn't the writer of Jack Reacher? It's uh, I've been seeing this trailer for, for a course that he's teaching now, mm -hmm. and he specified that he didn't start writing until he was 50. Oh, yes. And, and well, he didn't start writing that until he was 50. He was yeah. in advertising. He was in television, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I find really interesting is that um, it's a, either his brother or his cousin is taking over the Jack Reacher series. Okay. I don't know what he had been doing beforehand, but uh, Lee Child is writing them with him. And he, he was very honest with you. He says, the first one's going to be mostly me with him kind of learning the ropes. And the second one will be a little more of him. And I hope the third one will be about 50-50 and then 60-40 and 70-30 and more and more him and less and less me. 
Um, That's sort of like the Nero Wolf. Um, yeah, transition. yeah, yeah, a modern version of that. Yeah. And um, I don't think that guy's a kid. So, um, okay, fine. But yeah. here's here's what I discovered in 2022. Um, there were ways for me to become more professional. Um, some of them cost money. You know, I had to take like a uh, hashtag of a course and a course on, you know, how to um, put your categories in for like, say, Amazon and that kind of stuff so that the books can be found. All that stuff is the business, you know. Um, I went to a, a number of professional gatherings and carried myself more professionally. Um, took care of my health in, in ways that I hadn't been like, you know, exercise becomes a thing now, you know. We were talking a little bit about that, something that your daughter had pick, picked up for you. Uh, oh, yeah. But, you know, sitting and writing all day equals death. You know, you got to get the circulation going. Um, figuring out what when I can do work best. You know, uh, I am full disclosure. I am terrible if my wife is in the house. <laughs> and that's it's not just, her fault. right? Not her fault at all, because right, she'll yeah. be doing she'll be doing nothing and I'll be hanging around and I could very easily have gotten up and gone doing some more work. And, um, that's something I'm working on. Uh, and she finds it funny, um, and is very encouraging, but you know, it's something I have to work on. Uh, I leap to it. If, she, if she's a, working at 10 to two at the library, I get from 10 to two, I get a lot of work done. Mm -hmm. Uh, if she goes for a three o'clock, 3 PM shift, that's a little more difficult. I find because most of my energies are early morning. Hmm. So I do some pre-dawn writing still, and then I come back for, you know, if she's hanging out, you know, waking up, I do that and I go back for another session. And when she goes to work, I try and do a third session. I have goals for next year that we'll talk about some other mm -hmm. time, uh, but they're all based on being honest with myself about what I've been doing well and what I've been doing poorly. Hmm. Uh, my I, I do ideas well. I do um drafts well i do rewrites well i am better at editing especially since i undertook the big project that me you know of that if you want i can talk about um what i need to get better at and i have this year and i need to get even more better at it is the business end of things and that is a work in progress so ladies and gentlemen <laughs> assess look at yourself look what's clear um we I said goodbye to uh, my mother this year. Mm. Uh, she passed on, so I am uh, I'm an orphan. <laughs> um, oh, how about quite, that? But yeah, <laughs> how about that? Um, and I uh, figured it, had figured out what all that meant and what I you know made my peace with everything, and that that helps inform moving forward. Um, I uh, I found, you know, when people have been married for a long time and it's not changing, you got to change with it. And the, the mode of your relationship changes. And, you know, my wife has become very much that mother, that adult child who takes care of her parents. And, uh, and she has a handicapped little sister, too. So 
um, I had to get out of myself. That's a good, that's a good exercise to do, ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen. And pay a little more attention to her and what her needs were because she was trying to do running their lives and running this house. So um, little by little, uh, it dawned on me because, you know, guys are dim. Um, (laughs) Yeah, the bulb doesn't doesn't burn as brightly for us. What's happening? Yeah. So uh, Friday's is cleaning day now. And I and I kind of zen out and everything that went right or wrong during the week gets thought about while I dust and vacuum and and one room uh, and of course do the bathrooms and then one other project gets focused on and I put in there's a thing called functional uh, workout right functional strength workout so I hit that and all that other stuff takes care of what would normally be a walk or this and that so I'm like I'm multitasking here yeah. and making some decisions and cleaning the house so that she doesn't have to last night I took our lives into my hands and you did what i cooked oh my god no no yes no. yes and it wasn't like cereal which is usually my my menu for when i become a where, chef. where you warm up the milk before you this pour was, it on yeah this was a full steak dinner and uh with the help of youtube it came out really well <laughs> Especially well, because I've been trying spoiled. to get the cow onto the skillet, right? It, it okay. kept moving and moving. I didn't know <laughs> yeah. what the hell was going on. Got it by the horns and sat it down. Um, but he, all those things become one uh, supportive of each other. And also, um, I'm forcing myself out of that cocoon and back into life. And that was really the big thing this year was to re-engage i had kind of dis uh, disengaged from the world um even when i was in my last couple of years of teaching and now i feel like i'm re-engaging i did a bunch of readings out in public out in public yeah like where people people there and hear me yes and see you (laughs) and see you right and yeah we all eyes focus right on you yeah we there's a uh, we did a big thing in uh in paramus we did something in we? Um, uh people from uh horror writers association i organized the paramus one um randy dawn organizes this one in brooklyn um at ample hills this ice cream parlor upstairs you go upstairs mm-hmm. and those warmer months they they sit outside on a roof and then there's a kind of a room up there for the winter months um and i did that on my wedding anniversary with my wife and she let you she, God bless her. Yeah. God bless her. Yeah. And all she wanted to do, she noticed there was a dinosaur barbecue nearby. So she said, let's go eat there. Because you've never had Brontosaurus burgers, right? That's what I'm talking about. I said, I'll yeah. get the full Fred Flintstone, please. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all those With things. With the and Barney fries, yes. Yeah, you notice that most of the stuff I'm talking about aren't nuts and bolts writing. And what mm-hmm. I'm trying, to, the point I'm trying to make for this episode for emerging writers is that all of this stuff all of this um mindful engagement re-engagement reconnected me more powerfully with the writing Mm. and the more i did things the more i was conscious of the quality of my writing and what needed to rewrite and how i could do this and how i could do that and um it led me to having enough confidence in myself 
to have a long discussion with the wife. And we agreed that it was time for me to invest in expanding uh, my small, tiny little company, Seamus Inuncio Productions. Anyone who follows me on social media will know that the staff is made of a dog, a couple of cats, and me. <laughs> and I am the low person on the total pole. Everyone has more status than me. Um, but for the for about 10 years, Seamus and Nunzio Productions has served to publish my work and my work only. And some would see that as a um, vanity press or something like that. And um, I mean, I do all the hard work of hiring uh, and working with uh, outside editors and getting outside proofreaders and outside artists and really trying to do as professional a job as possible. And uh, now I'm going to officially expand the company by doing a thing that is a mix of two publications that I enjoy. I enjoy anthologies and I enjoy writing magazines that, you know, that kind of focus on the author. And with tongue in cheek and whimsy in the eye, I am calling this and uh, this set of projects anthologies. Part anthology, uh, anthology, part magazine, anthologies. And I am really excited to say that the first one, Soul Scream Anthologies, is... They're saying that six times fast. Well, it's it's meant to say it's said slow and maybe over a glass of bourbon. Um, <laughs> it's well underway. As a matter of fact, I have about three or four inch deep pile of stories that have been approved and uh, paid for. And uh, they're undergoing some less, some more editing. Um, and I have an equal number of interviews from each of the authors. And those are going to be written and will appear. I have a great exchange between one Alex Simmons and the legendary Teal James Glenn about uh, the theme. The theme of Soul Scream is female uh, protagonists that use their will, skill, or agency to confront horror, whatever level of horror there is. Mm -hmm. And the result of that, putting that call out to, you know, since it was my first time, I didn't do an open call. I put it uh, out, believe it or not, individually to uh, writers I knew and trusted their work and all that sort of stuff. And I have 21, 22 different authors, including the legendary Alex Simmons. Um, and <laughs> it goes, would you say yours uh, is a, a Western horror or Southern horror, maybe Southern horror? Uh, if, if one were to add that kind of a, a nomenclature, I would say, yeah, it's, it's a so lowercase h. Yeah, it's more yeah. adventure than horror. Yeah. But the themes that your character has to deal with, although they're not vampires or anything like that, racism and murder, that's yeah. pretty horrific for me. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and I Especially use horror with a big umbrella when you know? you're alone in, in the space and you know, you're you're one woman against. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. And we have um, we have we have two stories with um, vampires and werewolves. 
we have an ancient African story. We have um, a pulpy uh, story from Teal James Glenn about a pulp hero's mom, which is fantastic. We have uh, stories featuring young people, older people, from college professors to young writers to um, people that I've only met on Twitter and I've read their work. Mm -hmm. It's an amazing range of people. And I, I believe you're also going to have, I don't know if this is solidified yet, but you also have a psychologist. Well, I'm hoping. Uh, yeah. Um, the, the ink's not dry on that one yet. Okay. Um, it, she'll be one of five or six people writing essays on some aspect of women in horror, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it was, um, we have one on Mina Harkins. Ah, um, from, uh, from the Dracula tale. From the yeah. Dracula novel. We have another one on Fay Ray. We have... King Kong, folks, just in King case. King Kong, right. Yeah. We have um, one person is is working on trying to interview. Um, oh no, I think I think he may not have been able to get that interview, so I'm going to pass on that one. Um, there's uh, there's a few others that are coming our way, but you get the idea. Yeah, it's pop culture, or it's someone who was behind the scenes, or um, um, so we have uh, a fictional character, an actress behind the scenes, etc. cetera. Um, uh, we have one on um, female pirates. What era? Um, well, it's Teal. So uh, <laughs> Teal's, okay. Teal's got his own time machine. Yeah, so okay. He does gotcha. whatever he wants. Gotcha. And okay. um, it's just the idea is to create a volume where... It's not about a woman's issue. God bless you, but there's many books like that. And it's not women in metal bikinis or, you know, clothes ripped up and, you know, they're, they need to be rescued by the man. None of that stuff. Um, it's for me. Remember when you were a kid and you were reading Doc Savage? Yep. And the book that you read, there would be a Pat Savage. That was his um, sister. Uh, yeah. uh, visit or, yep. or, or she yep. partake in the adventure. Yeah, man, I always got so jazzed. Or when uh, Margot Lane had a big role in the, the shadow book I was reading, um, as opposed I, to the radio show where she was constantly being rescued or tortured, yeah, right. But that, well, yeah. but I'm I, I, I no, was no, always, I, I'm just saying, I know what you're yeah. saying there, yeah. I was less interested in when they were had to be uh rescued uh, rescued and more when they were using their ingenuity or when lewis uh lois lane uses her ingenuity and it's not just well superman save me you know yeah um well this whole book is that and there's fantasy there's sci-fi there's um modern there's almost superheroic, supernatural there's so it's like a whole banquet okay. of different tastes so, so you and, have uh, you have this this marvelous uh, soul scream anthologine which is, yes. uh, uh, yeah. is a word i've i only encountered after you started this project that's because uh, i only created it <laughs> there you go there you go okay. for this project yeah and 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 you you also um mentioned a few things that you were doing in terms of your own uh physical and emotional and mental health in terms of how that ties into your creativity I, yeah i think yeah. one led to the other yeah and 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 how how do you feel in terms of some of the projects 
that you are writing you know where where is that or where's that going well um we did put out a simple rebellion rewritten professionally edited it's out again um genius high is ready to come out again the cover is amazing it's been professionally edited all that um what was once city of woe is now mallory and gunner infernal Mm-hmm. And uh, we're working on the cover for that, but the co- the the text is all professionally edited and ready to go. So I will hold Genius High for January release. So it's a 2023. But is and, there is there any visuals here? I mean, like, can we see a cover or something? Um, I think so. I mean, for those who who will eventually one day in the future get to see the video <laughs> recordings of these encounters, um. Because I have I have a, a screen share to do at one point on something that I'm working on or had worked on. I'll but. give you a um, I'll give you a quick uh, coming attractions. I'm going to have a um, Christmas story from the host of um, Soul Scream. Her name is Desdemona de la Cruz, ah. and um, it's going to be an absolutely free short story. And I'll give you a, a quick look at the the cover. Oh, jeez. Oh, she. Oh, she's just or he. Whatever. That's that not is. Desdemona. That's oh, the, thank you, because that's, that's that's the person she's facing off against in a short story called "Come All Ye Faithless." Um, oh, well, that's yeah, that's that's the formidable individual you do not want to meet in the dark alley. No. Um, and then I'm going to see. Let's see. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a look at um, that ah. is Desdemona de la Cruz that's nice nice black and white piece there yeah I am working with an um, artist from Argentina Argentina and um, I that's described that's sister Argentina yes yeah, right. and I uh, I just gave him a description of Desdemona and when when he sent her back, she looked Latina. So I said, "Well, Desdemona lives in Brooklyn, and lots of Latinas who live in Brooklyn. Let's honor that." Sure, yeah. that was his inspiration, and his last name is Cruz, so that's where De La Cruz comes. Ah. Desdemona from La Cruz, yeah. Um, and she owns or 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 houses the Soul Scream. It is the um, built-up frustration and rage of innocent people who have been wronged. Ah. And when she takes that in from them and redirects it out at the person who is abusing the others, she goes through this transformation right here. Oh. Oh. Yeah, she she looks more attractive in the other form. (laughs) Well... She's not. She's not supposed to be welcoming you for tea at that yeah, point. Yeah, this is she's, true. This is she's not a date. Staring you down to your this soul. Is not a date. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So uh, this. This. I'm just curious. It's because um, also we said something about uh, compacting the episode. So I. I want to say part of this is all of these wonderful things that you're working on um, in 2022. You have been working on. You've been developing. You've been considering. You've been practicing or uh, reviewing or contemplating. All of this is leading towards what for you? What is what is the master goal here? We'd probably say honestly that 
the there's there's a couple of I'm going to leave the rest um, for another time. Um, there's a couple of goals, right? One, and I think emerging writers, it's a, it's a helpful thing to do to take an objective assessment of, okay, what am I doing right? And what do I need to do better? None of it is a wrong answer and none of it negates you. It's just a measuring of, okay, that I'm on track. I have to keep doing that. And I need to fix this or do this better. It's, it's not, you're never wrong. You just can do things better. Mm. Uh, and all of it is to one, make Seamus Nunzio a true company. boutique company, yeah. you know, boutique publisher. So I'll be publishing um, at least 19 other writers. Um, and then owning the stuff that I've put out before in the best form it can be in. And finally, learning to market it well. And then I'm going to continue on in 2023 as doing that in a shepherd of those works. But at the same time, I have a personal goal of submitting one new short story per week, which would be 52 new short stories in 2023. Can it happen? That's part of the challenge and part of the excitement, folks, is that, okay, yipes. Now, in the old days, when you first met me, um, I met, or shortly after you met me, I was in the weekly newspaper business, and I would write 10 or 12 to 15 stories a week easy. So... I, I know how, and those were news stories, of course, so it's a slightly different animal, but I know how to get the work done well. I know now know with my beloved index cards and my recorder and the recording and note device on my phone, I always have a place to make sure my the, the ideas I have for the story that I've decided merits telling. It's different than writing down every idea you always have <laughs> because then you wind up with a flood of crappy ideas. It still has to go through the process. Once it gets through and say, yes, this is one that's worth telling. Then I have all those tools. So I am writing constantly when I'm cleaning the house or trying not to burn steaks. I am writing at the same time. Does this work? Does this not work? I tend to, when I'm working on a project, I put together a playlist. Um, this year, I listened to a heavy metal playlist for one project and a new pop playlist for another. And then when I went to do my year wrap up, the top song, they get, create a new playlist for you, the top songs. It just mashed those two things together. So if you listen to it, it sounded like I was insane. So, you know, we've all, it, that's really, we've all wondered about that. <laughs> it's really very funny. But at the same time, I know how to use the resources that I have at my disposal to continue moving forward. And stay motivated. I did a lot of work. I, I, I gave away 16 boxes of books, not because I hate reading all of a sudden, but because I had to make a sacrifice for room so I could set up a professional work environment uh, where I had access to stuff and that I could get around and, and actually function. And now I'm functioning pretty well. Okay. Um, okay. Good. So take the time, ladies and gentlemen, 
assess. Don't beat yourself up. That doesn't help. What I do, what did I do well? What do I feel good about? Give yourself a pat on the back. What would I like to do better? Don't overwhelm yourself. Just get a couple and say, okay, how can I do that? Sometimes you have to research it. Sometimes you have to, you know, listen to YouTube shows or pop podcasts like this one. Um, and then grow and then figure out what else you have to do next. And that's what 2022 was for me. Uh, what the hell was 2022 for you? Well, considering the time factor, I'm going to have to be more succinct. So, Oh, I'm sorry. I'll just say. Or we could have a longer episode. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. Uh, but no, I, I will be um, um, uh, a little bit more economical um, because of just in terms of how my head works re regarding this. Uh, you mentioned uh, at one point that uh, you're, you've given yourself a challenge to do 52 uh, stories in 2023. And in 2020, no, 2021, I gave myself a challenge to do uh, either a, a bit of flash fiction or a short story every month for the entire a year of 2022. Mm -hmm. And I'm right now, uh, how do I put that? I guess I'm 10.75 for it. Nice. Right? Um, because in October, I, I missed my own deadline by two and a half hours, kind of. So if uh, East Coast time, if I if I factor in West Coast time, I still made it. <laughs> but but I'm going to try and be fair here. So, you know, I, I missed the deadline a bit in, in October. Uh, I have one more to do for this month, which I'm going to finish in the next couple of days. And then I will have actually written a short story or a bit of flash fiction every month for the entire year of 2022. Cool. There you go. And, and I did that because... Did you send them out as well? Nope, 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 nope. The, the task was simply to write. Because and, part of part of what that was, you know, because I teach, you know, I teach screenwriting and I teach uh, I, I'm a writing consultant for people. And, you know, you got to practice what you preach. And sure. I was noticing that I was reading a lot of other people's stuff. I was working on a lot of other material, um, but I wasn't producing as much writing as I wanted to. Mm -hmm. And like any other muscle, you know, that starts to sort of weaken or atrophy or right. just get a little right. stale. So I said, no, I got to do this. The other thing that I wanted to get by or get past because I felt it starting to creep in was that profession, that perfectionism in terms of right. first draft. Like, oh, I can't do I can't write something until I have this perfect. Like, no, because I know that's nonsense. You right. know? I spent years knowing that's nonsense, but I felt it starting to creep in. Yeah, well, you know, you haven't written in in a month or so. Maybe you shouldn't. Yeah. No, yeah, we can't no. let right perfect be the. Uh, the slayer of done or exactly. slayer of good, you know, exactly. You got to get the work done and you got to get it out of there. Right. So that's another, my 2023 goals, get it out the door. So for me, it was, um, and why am I not seeing me here? Okay. There we go. For me, it was uh, most assuredly trying to get, keep myself in, in, in shape as, as a writer and as a creative. So producing, every month was necessary for me. I needed to do that. I needed to feel good about that. Um, I got, I also in, to be totally transparent, um, in 2020. I can't see him. He's yeah, transparent. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. In 2020, um, I had, uh, was given an assignment that kicked my butt in ways it never should have. And I could 
postulate or, you know, sort of contemplate the possibility of, you know, we were going through a pandemic, the world was changing in a lot of ways, there's a lot of if, ands, or buts. And that had some sort of impact on me emotionally, you know, I'm dealing with family and friends. And sure. We did lose, I did lose some people mm-hmm. uh, during the pandemic and all that. Yeah. So it could have influenced me, but for whatever reason, this project that any other time in the years before, I could have handled much easier or much more easily, um, just would not stop beating the crud out of me on on a weekly basis hmm. and it was a struggle it was literally a struggle did and, you finally get it done well that's where i'm coming uh oh. is that um yes i finally got it done it's it did take way too long way 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 too long i take full responsibility for that was that because of perfectionism well this is the thing here and and this is for not only emerging writers but this is for the reality that writers creatives period we will hit walls yes we will we will get caught in quicksand emotional or mental quicksand we will get depressed not suffer from depression but get depressed we will fall to naysayers sometimes we'll get you know we'll get jumped in the alley of naysayers and we'll start to doubt ourselves. And so with the struggle on this project, that started to happen where I started to doubt myself. And part of that was my saying, you know, I'm telling myself, maybe you can't this, maybe you can't that, forgetting the years of accumulated work that I've done that says to the contrary. Right. You know, it's like, you know, embrace the negative. Why? You know, look at all this. No, no, it's here. So I had to work through that. And part of working through that was the 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 one a month challenge because it's like you know just constantly create 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 Mm -hmm. the more you do it the harder it is for you to convince yourself you can't yeah and so part of that was my dealing with that was that exercise helped me stay somewhat on track and yes i finally did complete that project the other thing i will say about that and this is something i try and share with my students Once you give your word on something, once you commit to something, it is your responsibility. Mm -hmm. And if you can't deliver, you got to own that. If, and for me, it was even if, and, and, you know, as a professional, they could take the project away from me. Absolutely. Right. My promise to myself was, even if they take the project away from me, I will finish this because I will not let it knock me down and keep me down. It's not going to win. So the commitment was to finish it, whatever. And yes, I managed to finish it. And no, they didn't take it away from me. Thank goodness. But that's another thing. Working with good people. That's a whole nother experience I had, you know, this, this, this year. And, and I'm really thankful for that. So that, that, that huge, you know, Hydra you know, has been conquered in that respect. Um, I spent the year also teaching a great deal at the Film Academy and meeting some wonderful students. And again, people think when I say students, I mean like just totally young people. But the thing about the New York Film Academy is it attracts people from all over the world, all kinds of backgrounds and life choices and things like that, and all ages. So I can have a classroom full of people that start at 19 and the highest number could be 55 or 60. It's Mm -hmm. not impossible. So I was working with a number of these people from different countries, you know, different types of challenges and things. And part of it is listening. And that's the thing that I, I, you know, I've, I've always done 
but I really sort of appreciated it even more this year because I felt like I was learning even more. I was gaining a stronger and better and reaffirming insight into the world and how the world works. And believe it or not, folks, it's not a negative view. You know, with all the divisiveness nonsense that's been going on, especially this past year, but the past few years, but this past year in particular, uh, the ugly is not the face of the entire world. It is a it is a pimple in the forehead of the world and a big old zit, but it's there. But there's a lot of good people coming from all over this planet, and we share more commonalities and more challenges and more strife and more traumas. We share those more than we do, uh, more than our differences. Right. And that was something I learned, which impacted on my writing. Because, again, I've always been about trying to reflect the world. If as, as a writer, if my job is to reflect life, you know, whatever the genre, then I wanted to reflect it more honestly and be more inclusive. So when we use the word diversity, it's not just black and white. It's the world. Right. Where are you looking? What are you looking at? What kind of people can you include? What kind of people are in New York City versus a small town in Iowa? You know, be authentic, be honest about it. And again, this particular teaching situation at Film Academy really helped fuel my my beliefs, my personal beliefs about where we are as, as human beings. So that was exciting this year. I also had a chance to speak at two conferences this year, the National Arts and Education Association Conference in New York City in February, which was recorded. And I was later honored to have them use that as one of the examples in National Arts and Education Week. Um, I was really very, very, very touched by that. And then I was flown out to Utah in July to speak at their leadership conference. And that was, again, artists, teaching artists uh, in schools, school teachers, from all over the United States gathering in this one place to discuss over a period of three days or four days um, how to use the creative arts to empower and impact on the world that, you know, the young people that they're dealing with, but it is on the world. And so I was a keynote speaker in that event. And that was wonderful. It's just wonderful to be surrounded by people who believed in creativity and the power and the positive aspects of creativity. And we're looking to share or to discover methodologies to improve that experience for the people they were going back to serve. So that was great. And then I had an opportunity through the United States uh, State Department uh, and Zoom, you know, as opposed to flying there, to deliver a presentation um, called, Me I have to read my own title, Media Mirror, The Light and Dark Reflections. So this was a presentation or a workshop that I gave on how the media reflects society in different decades and how, you know, in particular films, comics, television reflected where society was at that time, where our consciousness was, and also how it affected us watching that material. So that was exciting. And I'm going to be doing some more work with these people in Minsk, you know, so it's an international world. And once again, helping me to see the bigger picture. That talk, did you write it as a paper? Or did you just take notes? Or how um, did you organize it? Well, I, I have bullet points uh, mm -hmm. and some, some specific uh, points and statements that I want or certain material that I brought forth uh, as an example. Yeah. 
But, and then you expand from there. Yeah, and expanded on that because you know it is, it is um, a view that I've explored for decades, and every few years I make notes on things, and it it continues to prove itself. And so I was able to really go back and look at some of my notes, pull together some new things, and then just easily pull up examples of that material. You know, so it's it it is funny how how we are influenced by what we see. And also how we influence what we see. Yeah. And this is not to set you up for an age joke. How many? It isn't. Uh, how many decades do you talk about that? I I went back to the forties. I started so with forties, fifties, sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties, yep. tens, and twenties. Yep. 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 Uh, um, my friend. Yep. You have a book there. I will contemplate that after we talk after the show. I, we will talk more about that. Mm -hmm. I will I will consider that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's it's um. Anyway, yes. Okay. So I did that, and um. I, th I think you know. Well, I don't think you know. Of course, you know. I that, might know that that uh, once again, uh, Aaron Day, aka Blackjack, is is still riding through the hills of Hollywood, uh, trying to find a place to camp. And that's been for two, three years now uh, mm -hmm. with a, a, a remarkable producer soul out there named Ken Vesselman, uh, who won't quit any more than I will. And we've had so many close calls. Um, there's something in the wind right now in terms of animation. It's it's not locked in. It is just, again, one one wonderful possible opportunity. But what I've gained from this experience, because people say, you know, didn't they, didn't they, weren't they considering this? Wasn't this being considered for this project? Uh, didn't this producer say he was interested? Didn't this? Yeah, all those things have happened over the years. I think yeah. Blackjack has been considered, explored, and optioned multiple times, and and certain things didn't work out. But what it's taught me as a creative is it it teaches you to to test what you believe in and right. how much you value it. Um, I've always believed in this project. I have been blessed enough to have worked with some talented people, the, the remarkable and effervescent uh, Christopher Ryan being one of them, uh, who have brought their skills and talent and vision to the project and written material or illustrated material to, to help bring Blackjack to life. Um, I have seen through the publishing, which again, like you, Chris, independent publishing, mm -hmm. I've seen the results, whereas naysayers were saying this is only going to appeal to black people in Watts or Harlem or again, <laughs> any other black community that you can think of on the That's planet ridiculous. you know well yeah but once the books were out there I was getting email from Europe from Mexico sure. from yeah. all over and when I would go to conventions I was seeing all kinds of people male and female different walks of life right. all of that so that was garbage as in terms of it's only going to and it was never right. meant to only appeal to black people. It right. was meant to give a black hero for people, and right. so. Well, I mean, we we both have that same goal to give um, someone who uh, may not be on on the the main radar, give them a voice and give them air. You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, Soul Stream is is in a, its own small way trying to do the same. You know, that one of the things I kept hearing the last couple of years is. Um, it, the difference it makes to see oneself on screen yeah. or to read oneself in a story and, 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 and that whatever is, we can do for that. Absolutely. And so to that effect, yeah, I'm setting you up here. 
not only do you, do you learn to keep going while Hollywood is doing the Hollywood shuffle, it also teaches you to multitask while that project is still going through the rapids of Hollywood. You continue doing other projects, including if rumors are true, a blackjack project in print. Ah, yes, yes. Funny you should mention that. Can you that. talk about that, sir? Funny you should mention that. Nice segue, by the way. Hey, um, segues are us, baby. Yes, yeah, segues are us, right. As opposed to that that vehicle that uh, didn't work out too well. Um, <laughs> this, what you're looking at here, folks, those of you who can see this in the video version, which will eventually happen, uh, is the cover <laughs> for uh, the first Blackjack Omnibus. Uh, and it's not it's not everything that's been written about Blackjack. But it is about seven stories from five of the books, a collection of short stories and, and novellas that uh, myself, Chris, and uh, my dearly departed uh, writer buddy friend, William McKay, yeah. uh, composed over the years. So this is a cover by the, the great uh, Joe, Bennett, Joe Bennett, right, mm -hmm. who did this. And um, as I said, you can see here, uh, we've got some of the stories of Night of Fear, uh, a view with uh, with emerald eyes um, uh, from blackjack shooters, which was I think that was a, a collection of like seven stories. I only pulled a couple of stories from it, yeah. but Leap of Faith was one of yours, Chris. Right. Um, then we have uh, uh, one of the Merry Day stories, blackjack sisters story. That's in there. That's a, a, a de demons in the desert or desert demons rather. Desert demons. Desert demons. And then which we have may show up somewhere else in 2023. We'll yeah, I, I I'm suspecting it will. And then we also have uh, a combo that Chris and I did, which was called uh, Trial by Fire, Trial by uh, Ice. Yes. Right. Yeah. So there's uh, two Blackjack stories right there. One involving the uh, the aftermath of the 1936 Olympics and then uh, an adventure in Russia uh, with uh, hidden jewelry and master thieves and all of that. So it's it's been a, a very uh, productive year um yep. some of this again uh, to to repeat myself is um you know getting past the perfectionist uh barrier mm. that can come up sometimes and getting getting things done i think that there's a phrase that goes uh done is better than perfect right you know, I, I attempted you know, that and failed before <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> well you know to, to, again it doesn't mean that even if you do something you put it out there and it's not quite quite doesn't mean as you proved it with Genius High and and some of your other projects, you can always go back right. and and do more work on it. And, you Although know, we we would be remiss if we didn't mention that if, if you're going to do that, you go through Amazon. You should look and see um, upcoming changes in their policy. Uh, once again, they are swinging a big heavy bat at Indies. Um, they're going to be charging. For every change from now on. That's so, that's life. That's so that's you just it. gotta that's get it. ready. Yeah, that's you know. And I'll tell you what, if you went to a traditional publisher or if you went to a you know a publishing house and you were paying to get it done, you would pay for every change. Yep. And here's the so, other thing too. The, you know, Amazon isn't the only ship on the sea. True. So, you know, you have other options. But this you said something a little while ago about business and there's the creative arts and then there's the business of the creative arts. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to be an entrepreneur creative, then you have to do both. And I, I think we've often said this, 
if you suck at the business end, find someone who is good at that to partner up with you because sure. it's a necessity that you you take care of business. You have to. Otherwise, okay, it's a, it's it's a it's a hobby, you know, and it may or may not go anywhere for you. If you really want there, to there succeed, then some, you need uh, to to do the business. There are some books that you can that can help you get your mind around that. Mm -hmm. uh, Jane Friedman has uh, the business of writing, which is um, if you know nothing, read her book, and then you'll know a lot. <laughs> Will go. it be perfect? Will you have now? Oh, now I'm a professional. No, this, uh, especially the more independent stuff you do, the I mean, the more you have to know. Yeah, and that 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 goes with, you know, if you're a carpenter making cabinets, you have to know all of that. You know how to do all of that craft work, which writing is craft work, and then all right, well, how do I, where do I put it? Yeah, how do, how I, do I charge? How do I position how do I it for sale? Yeah. How much do I charge? Yeah, right. all of that is all the that, same. Yeah. Yeah. So we're not being overly burdened. We're just being challenged to be professionals. Right. So again, we, we talked a bit. Um, I, I think I still went longer than I wanted to. We talked a lot about what we've accomplished over the, yeah, oh, 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 uh, what we've accomplished during this year. And I think we've also fessed up to a few, you know, stumbling blocks and trip, trip ups along the way too. And all of that to say that this is life. This yeah. is a part of the creative life. Pros and cons, ups and downs, success and failure. And you can learn from every bit of it. And as my moms used to say, you know, they can knock us down, but as long as we keep getting up, we got a shot. So as long as, you, as long as you keep going back to the projects, as long as you complete the projects, even, even if, like with my situation, even if I lost the deal and they they pulled it i still had made the commitment to complete the project right. because you do not want to let that beat you down to you, you, quote you. the writer and eminent philosopher sylvester stallone <laughs> life is not about how much you can get knocked down it's about how much you can get knocked down and get back up they that knock was... you down seven times you get up eight that's how living's done that was what he said, huh? More, more or less. Yeah, more, more or, less. or less. Okay, thank you. That thank was you his big much. philosophy somewhere. And it applies exactly what we're saying. Yeah. You know, you have to you have to take all of that as a process. You have to take, you know, not not being a super genius all the time process. You know, having to rewrite, that's part of the process. Mm -hmm. Getting a rejection, that's part of the process. That doesn't mean you suck. That means send it somewhere else. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, it means it wasn't for that person or that company. Yeah. You know, that that's what it means. And finding your audience and finding your voice and all these other things is a part of the process. Okay. okay. It's also a part of telling the damn, damn story. story. Yeah, Even during go. Christmas. Yeah, that's right. Ho ho ho. So, okay, so that's our episode for today. Yeah, oh, I'm going to smack him. That's <laughs> that's our episode for today. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Happy holidays, hey, everybody. Yeah. And be with us next time for the next thrilling episode of Tell the Damn Tell Story. The damn story. <laughs> Take care, Chris. Peace.